Thought Bubble Audio. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my best bud, Frank. How are you today? Hey, bud. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I am doing just fine. Okay, so, Frank, we're here drinking beer, so tell me what you're drinking. Ah, well, uh, since you asked, and since you asked so politely, uh, I am drinking a Dogfish Head Namaste White. It's a Belgian-style wheat beer made by Dogfish Head, which is unusual for them, because they're known for the very heavy IPAs. Uh, But this is a Belgian-style white ale with, you know, orange peel and lemongrass and coriander and all that good stuff. Uh, and they say, and a healthy dose of good karma. And it oh. is delicious. I love it. What about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking a Narragansett Town Beach Day Pass IPA. Mm. I've you had know, that. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. People yeah. are down on the Gansett around here, but I kind of like it. You know, yeah, people are down on the Gansett around around these parts. Uh, but uh, I think that they're, I feel like they're mostly down on the typical, like the the the, the basic Narragansett lager. Right? Yes. But, yes. but. They make some actually really good. Um, People like, love the Del Shandy. That's Narragansett. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. And and the Town Beach is is really good. And they had like a couple of Cthulhu themed ones. Oh yeah, that's Remember? right. Because that's because um, that's because he was from Lovecraft. Lovecraft from Providence. Is, right. 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 He was yeah. From Providence. Yeah. So they had a whole. They had like three or four of them. Um, with with like that were that were yeah a Lovecraft themed beers and and um yeah with with really cool labels on them and everything it was mm-hmm. it was cool we'll see if they we get some of those around halloween that would be pretty right sweet. right yes it would be uh actually yeah i think that's probably when they cart those out as a matter of yeah. fact yeah lovecraft such a racist so bad but i've never read any lovecraft so i didn't know that actually they're actually this is gonna i'm this is i'm committing sacrilege by saying this they're kind of a drag really yeah so he he writes like like he 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 writes like he's from the victorian age okay and so it's very flowery and very descriptive and kind of muddled huh but i mean that's not when he was he just he writes like he's from a different time and so the like if you think it reading Edgar Allan Poe is like okay well it's it's fun but it's not creepy or scary anymore yeah like i think i think i think lovecraft is even more that 
Like, just because you kind of, like, you take so really? long to pull it apart that you're like, I'm not scared. I, I worked too hard. <laughs> I'm not scared. I worked too hard. Yeah, so that was kind of, well, there you go. here's a good title for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So um, that's my take on Lovecraft. But I do love the mythology that he kind of created. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we get Arkham Asylum and Batman because of sure. Lovecraft. Sure. You know, Lovecraft, Massachusetts. It's good stuff. You don't get Stephen King without H.P. Lovecraft. That's true. That's you, that's definitely you, true. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely don't get Guillermo del Toro and his craziness without H.P. Lovecraft. Right. There's a lot going on there, too. So. So a lot of great contributions. Even Aliens is um, in the Mountains of Madness. Alien is basically or the thing is a riff off of in the Mountains of Madness. That's that's what it is. That so. actually makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, one, two, there you go. So anyway, Frank. Anyway, this has been Lovecast. Uh, if yeah, you'd like right. to hear more about Lovecraft, please send us your emails. So anyway, Frank, I alluded at the beginning of this episode that we're best buds. I got you our bracelets that said best buds on it. Do you remember? Yeah, and then, I'm definitely wearing got, it right you, now. Right, and then you were like, "This is horrible." Mm-hmm. Like, and then I was mad at you because yep. you were talking about me behind my back. Oh, wait, nope, that was Joey and Chandler. Oh yeah. Sometimes I confuse them for us. It happens a lot. It does. Well, you're Italian. Yeah, you're not, and, and I'm Chandler. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Could you be any less Italian? Oh my goodness! Uh, yes, no, anyway, so, fruit. Oh, tutta la fruit. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey buddy, that was some really good French. <laughs> I am. I was cleaning my. I was cleaning my library because I'm in the middle of moving. Right. So yes, yes, I have a library. All of you, shut up. And my office. And uh, I was in the middle of cleaning it and packing, getting rid of some stuff. And I was like, I'll put on the first season of Friends, you know, because I can just listen to it. I I know what's oh, happening. Totally. You yes. Know, t- totally. And I was like, I'll just watch the f- couple episodes. I'm on season seven now. <laughs> nice. How long <laughs> yeah. ago did this start? That was like two weeks ago. Nice. Maybe That's three. Great. I just watch. I watch like two or three episodes a day and, or maybe sometimes more. And you just plow through it because they're only 20 minutes. They're so easy to get through. Yeah. Like, especially without commercials, you just zip right through them. Right. Like butter. Like butter. But anyway, I want to talk about I I know you hate choosing, but I'm going to make you choose. This is what this conversation is. <laughs> That's like been a whole theme of this entire show. Like the entire run of Beer with Geeks has just been, I know you hate choosing, but I'm going to make you make choose. You choose. Yep. That should have been the name of the show. <laughs> I'm going to make you choose. You choose. All right. So what I want to know, I want to have a conversation about who the best guy friends are in Geekdom. Yeah. Apart from you. Apart from, uh, apart well, from yeah. Us, so that's, that's a given, right? So everybody... Yeah. Everybody gets that. Fictional guy friends. Fictional characters. Frank and Tim are like the free space on the bingo card. It's like everyone gets one of those. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to list a bunch of I'm going to list a bunch of duos and then we can we can, you know, see we can measure it up. And I'm actually going to add one in that's not in the list that I present to you. Okay. so the list is as follows. Han and Chewbacca, Mm -hmm. Batman and Superman. The Thing in the Human Torch, Kirk and Spock, Frodo and Sam, Harry and Ron, and if you notice, they're all from all different things, but I'm going to circle back to DC, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Ooh, good one. I was going to say you left one out. I was going to say uh, the hard-traveling heroes of Oliver Queen and Hal Jordan, but... Ooh, yep. But, yeah, see, but, we could do a just DC, who are the best oh, buddies for, DC. Yeah, we totally could. Sure. Well, I mean, and, if you want to... 
and you you mentioned earlier that we should do a whole separate one of just like the the uh, female duos that are that That's are so right. iconic because there's enough there's enough to do two separate shows because the lists are so long absolutely harley and ivy exactly and like yeah you could just go and go and go and go so anyway so i kind of limited it to all these things so maybe we'll do a maybe i'll leave booster golden and blue beetle out of this list for now and one day we'll circle back and do a just dc comics one okay and just yeah. a marvel comics one and just a star wars one or something like well, you know we'll go we'll go down and be more specific but for now let's do the broad one sure okay all right so i want to start i'm going to start backwards i well do you want to talk about like the do you want to talk about like the pros and cons of kind of each relationship and then we kind of decide at the end uh, you know, yeah that's a good idea who, who's the best yeah okay. that's a great idea actually yeah all right so let's just start so instead of going back let's start with han and chewie so han and chewie are best friends they're co-pilots for life hashtag co-pilots for life mm-hmm. you know you know we know because of solo that han had freed chewbacca from slavery and from capture and you're like yo you know we're gonna be friends and they they formed a bond very quickly and so yes. so pros to their relationship always there for one another bear hugs <laughs> yep. can call each other stupid and not mean it mm-hmm. you know laugh it up fuzzball Fuzz yep exactly. exactly you know so what are the what are their cons to their relationship then uh the cons well um you know they're they're it's the other side of one of the pros is that you know because they're they're like inseparable it's like chewie's always away from his family right and like as we saw in the christmas special the holiday special definitely definitely put that front and center for us that you know itchy and scratchy and everybody else were all left behind and sad um i only got to dad once a year on life day those are their names. I know, but it makes me think of The Simpsons. <laughs> like, oh goodness, you're right. Actually, that's a great point. And and so and in some ways, they don't really have a family that way. I mean, yeah. I don't think Chewie being away from his family is actually canon. Like moving the holiday special. Sure, away. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they are so inseparable that they actually don't have a family. They are just each other's family until Han marries leia you know she's the yoko because she kind of breaks them up (laughs) right but only for so long only for so long so chewie's the yoko no that doesn't work yeah i'm not sure about chew yoko Mm. this is chewbacca and his wife chew yoko sure doesn't work yoko baka that's that's closer that's pretty good all right so anyway so, Hanshu, uh, cons, they don't speak the same language, right? True, although like, in Solo, you know, language. Han does speak a little bit of Shri Wook. So, th- there is that. This is true, but there could potentially, I don't know, there could potentially, is Han, okay, so are they best friends, or is Chewie just always fulfilling his life debt? No, they're friends. I think it starts out as life debt, but no, they're they're friends for sure. They're friends for they're sure. They're friends. Are they more like work friends because they because they're no, they're they're like they're like together. they're like uh, um, platonic soulmates. Platonic soulmates. 
that's that's precious. You know what I mean? Like they're they're meant to be arguably, together. They're each other's all other of half. these characters are platonic soulmates. Honestly, yes, you could probably make that argument for for just about all of them. Uh, but but these two for sure, I could definitely say like I would call them platonic soulmates. All right, very yeah. good. All yeah. right, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Next right. one, Batman and Superman. Yes, these two I wouldn't necessarily call platonic soulmates. I, I think that you know Lois is is Clark's soulmate, mm-hmm. and I don't know who's who's Bruce's soulmate. Rage. <laughs> okay, just Alfred. Um, Rachel. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sadness. Loneliness. Sadness. Bats. Just no bats. His soulmate is just bats. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm of the camp that I'm of the Catwoman camp personally. Okay. If you that, really, that's had what to I wasn't sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Selena, Selena's his soulmate. That's correct. I would almost give it to Talia, but she's kind of like the bad girl you're not supposed to date. Oh and, yeah. I mean, I guess they're all technically the bad girl that you're not supposed to date, but yeah. in the grand scheme, it's more like Selena's the past, but she's working through it. But Talia is just always going to be evil. So anyway, um, Batman and Superman—they're interesting best friends because they're definitely separable. You know, they lead separate lives, right? And mm-hmm. they definitely don't agree on everything or most things or something like that but yet they are still linked together in a way that maybe goes beyond agreeing with one another which is why I think they're such powerful best friends because despite their differences in the way they look at the world and them teasing each other and then talking to their others about each other and all that they are still bosom buddies yep for sure. Yeah, they are they are, you know, different different sides of the same coin. They're they're there have been there's lots of stories, lots of stories from throughout the whole history of DC Comics showing these two as um like they're they're sort of like how how a very similar person ends up in different situations because of different upbringings, right? Where Clark has the the nurturing home and the nurturing family and Bruce is is an orphan um they they we often see that so they're they're kind of you know the nature versus nurture thing of of uh, what happens when when uh, two very similar people have very very different lives mm-hmm. yep that's a great so uh, did you read Tom King's issue about the double date between Batman Superman Catwoman and Lois no I don't think I did no oh uh, yeah it's you're not reading Tom King's Batman run at all, are you? I'm not. I haven't been. Oh, you're missing out. It's so good. Um, but he, you can actually just read that one issue if you want. If you want great Batman Superman back and forth, it's like good banter in the way that like Superman Batman Public Enemies is good banter. Yeah, or, yeah. Or or um, or um, the Supergirl arc, Supergirl or Apocalypse. If you watch the movie, it's yep. like that. It's really great. So anyway, so they're so they're diet like they're so diametrically opposed, but they're so united at the same time. So anyway, so that's uh, that's Batman and Superman. Right? right on. Okay, let's uh, go to the thing in the Human Torch. Okay, they get on each other's nerves. Yes, <laughs> more than any more than anything else. Argue you could make the case that it's actually the thing, and it's the thing and Mister Fantastic that are best friends. Because yeah. that's yeah. that's the original breakdown. Right. They're supposed right. to be the best friends, and Johnny's just the kid brother of Susan. Right. But over the years, they've kind of like moved away from that and have made 
Ben and Johnny more of the duo. Right. And they they have this sort of charming interplay, right, with with the the sort of the way the kids are friends, you know, where they sort of they, they rag on each other and they tease each other a bit. Right. Pranks. To me, it almost feels more like Big Brother Little Brother. Yeah, than yeah. Than best friends. Sure. Yeah, that's almost where I dock them. I think they do care about each other a lot, but it's almost like Ben's always looking out for Johnny as opposed to seeing him on equal ground. That's one of the things about the Fantastic Four in general is that they're more they're more akin to family than they are, you know. I, I mean, they, they, friends. they literally are. The three of them are literally family. Um, That's right. But uh, but yeah, like it, it's it is more like a family book than it is a, you know, superhero friends teaming up book. Friendship book. You're yeah. right. That's yeah. good. Um, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. They're amazing. Oh, they're amazing. Great. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> we'll do that another time. Okay. Kirk and Spock. Oh, where to begin with these two? You could do a whole episode just on these two. Hot take. It's not Kirk. I don't think Kirk and Spock are best friends. Mm, okay. I think Kirk, I think Kirk, Kirk and, Bones and Bones are, are better friends than Kirk uh, and Spock. You know, it's arguable. It's definitely a case can be made for that. I, 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 would, I would direct your attention to the end of Wrath of Khan. You forever and always will be my, my friend. friend. Right? Not- my best friend. No, my okay. Friend. Yes, my friend. But even saying that <laughs> yeah. was a big step for Spock. Yeah, uh, a big yeah. step. But Bones would have just said it. Mm, uh, nah, he would have been a. He would have had more of a of a. Damn it, man! I'm a doctor, not a love maker. Or you know, he would have had some kind of some. <laughs> <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then goodbye. I'm dead, Jim. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm dead, Jim. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's brilliant. Anyway, it's good. It's good. It's good. So, so anyway, so leaving Bones out of it, what take your take? Because I've talked a lot. What makes Kirk and Spock great friends? Okay, so Kirk and Spock. What makes them so great is that it, it's you've got Spock who is on. What makes them great is that Kirk teaches Spock how to be human. That is the arc of their their relationship. Uh, from from the very first time we see them together to the very last time we see them together, that is the arc of what's happening. Is Spock is learning how to embrace his human side, and Kirk throughout the exploration that they go through, right? And of course, the whole thing is is uh, allegory and is is uh, uh, symbolic of the human condition. But specifically, Kirk through you know his weirdness in being human uh and and the illogical nature of being human is teaching spock how to embrace his human side and that's what brings them together okay what what does kirk then get out of that i think that kirk actually learns more about humanity by seeing it through spock's eyes i think it's a little bit like the way when you this is simplifying it, but like when you're raising a child, right? And you suddenly see the world through the kid's eyes and you gain a new appreciation for life by teaching your child. I mean, you're a teacher. You must get this to some extent, right? You get you gain more appreciation for the text that you're analyzing or whatever it is by by teaching someone yeah, else. Sure. Absolutely. So, OK, that, that's that. my that's my take. So so in a way, Bones is almost like your fun friend, like the one that like we're going to go to the bar. We're going to go to the alien yeah. strip club or yes. whatever. They're definitely best friends. Like, I'm not saying they're not. But but if we're talking about the Kirk and Spock duo, then that's that's my take on why they're they're best friends. You know, you actually won me over 
All Matt, right. I was really like, go- when I made this list, I'm like, going in strong. It's definitely Kirk and Bones. <laughs> it's definitely like, not that I don't love Spock or their friendship, but I think there's a, there's almost a respect to Kirk and Spock's relationship that Kirk doesn't have with Bones. Not that they don't respect one another, but there's like an elevated sense of yeah, respect. Yeah, it is. That's that's more like they're the friends that go back to like grade school. You know, like they've known, they've seen each yep. other through through everything. And Spock is sort of the, the newer. He's like the the friend he made as an adult. Yeah, and sometimes those end up being closer friends because friends by longevity don't always mean that they are your closest friends. Yeah, sure. You might step back and go, why am I friends with you? You know. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't I actually don't have anything like I, that. I don't have I, any you, of those, no. No, but you certainly like see you've I've seen people go through that where you're like you you just go through completely different paths and like Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the use like white bread and like plays it safe and the other one's like I'm gonna do a black mass and summon <laughs> demons very dark like, very I don't know, try to go in a different <laughs> I try to go in a different direction here sure but but you know like you know sometimes you just end up on different different paths totally totally yes okay good one so Frodo and Sam from Lord of the Rings I don't know how much you have to add to this conversation. uh they uh were they went there and then yep back again and there was a ring and there was a fire and a dragon and he was all like bah, my treasure and they were like no and he was like okay nope that was kind of the hobbit and some of lord of the rings mm-hmm. but you mushed you definitely mushed them together well then there's a whole you know there's an eye good yeah that's better yeah. actually yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's better they not one tower in- not one dude there- Two. two there's two of them you're two correct them. yeah what returns the king the that's king who. <laughs> yeah. yeah elvis um, elvis so the uh, so Frodo and Sam Frodo's been given this task of going to destroy the ring and Sam is um Sam is spying on him for like for Merry and Pippin and then so they know like what's happening with Frodo and Gandalf's like well you have to go and help Frodo now because you were spying in the grass mm-hmm. and Sam's like okay so there's this kind of and Sam's already working for Frodo so there's already this kind of like like master servant dynamic to them mm-hmm. where Sam, like Sam sees it as his responsibility to look after Frodo because Gandalf told him to and that becomes through like a, a place of love and friendship but it, it doesn't necessarily start that way okay and That's so interesting. you could yeah so you could argue that um they grow into their friendship. Not that they weren't friends before, but they move into a, like an equal playing field of friendship okay. by, the, by the end. Because if you look at the film, there's a bit in the film where Sam leaves Frodo. Frodo tells him to leave, and he does. But in the book, Sam never leaves his side, like literally never leaves him. He's wow. always there for him for whatever he needs. That's a good friend. That is That's a good a friend. friend. Even Han leaves Chewie. I mean. Yeah, right. If you think of it, like yeah. even, even, yeah, even, even Chewie at one time is like, smell ya. I gotta, I gotta go do some stuff. So that's pretty great. Last one, Harry and Ron, Harry Potter and Ron Weasley, Ron Weasley, Ron, Ron, Ron Weasley, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter. So here's my take. Ron's kind of a jerk. Yeah, I was going to say that I think that Harry is a much better friend to Ron than vice versa for the for the most part. With the fact that 
Harry didn't dump Ron as a friend a long time ago is crazy. It's testament to that fact. Yeah, I yeah. think by in books one through three, they're fine. By the time you get to Goblet of Fire, he becomes like he becomes jealous, and and that pretty much stays. That's a constant in Ron's life through the rest of their f- friendship, at least up until uh, Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. So there's this constant constant level of tension between them and so ron's kind of a jerk and i so arguably i don't think that they're like they are best friends i guess because they can always like pull each other back they are to that place they definitely you know what i mean but they they definitely grind each other's gears more than most like what most people do which you would call friends right sure yes i agree with that because they're teenagers and they're basically at boarding school so they see each other all the time yeah just get sick of one another i i think that's that's it is is that they they they're roommates like they 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 live together um and 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 they're kids so there's an immaturity factor too you know like it's it's not just it's not like you can't really compare it to some of the other friendships that we're talking about at least not on exactly the same playing field um because yeah because they're kids um and and ron it's 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 in their teen years right. that ron because when they, when they meet they're what 10 11 they're 11 11 and so by book four now they're 14 15 that's right and that's like when they start competing for girls and stuff like that and that's mm-hmm. that's that's for sure when that that jealousy starts if it if it you know if it if it happens and just like it ron's just like kind of a annoying <laughs> ron's just kind of an annoying kid who who thinks he can't measure up because he's got too many siblings already and then here's his best friend who's remarkable as well um so that's i i can understand I, I can understand Ron. I'm also I'm gonna give him a break because he's a kid, but also like he's a, he's annoying and he's a jerk. Um, where I think Harry is a much better, like much more mature, much better friend in, in general. Not perfect, mm-hmm. but in general, I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm impressed how well you just spoke about Harry Potter for not really being like a big Harry Potter. I've fan. read like all you, the books. I know, but I mean, like you like it. It's but yeah. it's just not like a fandom of yours. You know no, what I mean? Like I would. But never I'm familiar. Throw you in like, but I, I was very impressed. I was okay, very impressed thank you. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll show off my geek cred a little bit. Yeah, I, for sure. I, I, right. I'm familiar, and I've, I, I read them and I paid attention and I processed them enough to, you know, Jim Dale was reading me all seven books and. Uh, oh, he's the best. He's the best. The, the Jim Dale audiobooks are the way to read or Harry Potter. Totally. Like move over movies, like move over your own mind and imagination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jim Dale's audiobooks are the best Harry Potter experience. Yeah, even Stephen Fry. Get out of here, Stephen Fry, with your British versions. I, I Not- never I never listened to his because I, I knew I liked Jim Dale so much that I was like, why? He doesn't have the range of voices that Jim Dale has, so it doesn't it doesn't feel like an immersive experience the same way at the end of it it just always kind of sounds like Stephen Fry yeah for everybody and so it just doesn't feel like you you don't get transported the well that's same the thing way. if you know him already right that's what you're you're gonna you're obviously yeah. gonna like hear like oh that's Stephen Fry and not like oh this is the Harry Potter books right exactly exactly because most people don't know what Jim Dale sounds like exactly otherwise but a lot of people know what Stephen Fry sounds like to me he is always the voice of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy me too that's how I yes I listened to that one too maybe at your recommendation as a matter of fact 
Oh, really? It's yeah. a good audio. It's a great audio. It book. is a good one. It's he short. Does, it is short. He does a great job. He does a great, great job. So anyway, so that, so those were our du- those were our duos: Han and Chewie, Batman and Superman, the Human Torch and the Thing, Kirk and Spock, Frodo and Sam, and Harry and Ron. So drum roll. Who do you say is the best one? Drumroll and Frank. I honestly, I have to go. I have to go with Han and Chewie. Me too. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. I think they're. I think a lot of these come close. I think like Kirk and Spock come close. Frodo and Sam definitely come really close. Um, but I think there's you feel a connection. For characters that don't speak the same language, there's a connection and a bond between them that is felt far more than almost any of these other characters. Like they are, they are always together. You just don't feel right without with with only having one without the other. Just it doesn't work. You they need are, both of them. They are brothers from another mother. They are two halves of the same. Like they are as like I said before, like. They are as close to being married as you can be, you know, like they're, they are platonic soulmates. Yep, I agree. Even like having Chewie around in Last Jedi or something like that, it doesn't feel right just having just Chewie. He's missing his other half. He's for sure missing his other half. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he yes, he can be Ray's co-pilot, but he's always, you know, it's, he's always Han's co-pilot. It's, it's always going to be like, there's always going to, now that Han's gone, that he, there's always going to be like a, a piece of him missing. Exactly, exactly. I'm so glad we're on the same page. That's mm-hmm. why we're best buds. Best buds. Wear your bracelet. Anyway, you can find <laughs> it. You can find us at beerwithgeeks.com and Facebook and Gmail and Twitter. You can rate and review us on iTunes and find us all the pod- places podcasts can be found, such as Spotify and Overcast and other Google Play. All the yeah. places. All the places. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. All the places. You can check out all of our other Thought Bubble Audio shows over at www.thoughtbubbleaudio.com, which, of course, Frank links in the show notes every week, don't you, Frank? Of course I do. You know what's really yeah. funny? The other day I overheard a, a, it was a, an old radio broadcast from the late 90s. And someone was, was like, link in the show notes. Well, no. the, well, it's it's now it's now a podcast, but but they were they were it was an old broadcast. And they said, oh, so if you want to go to our web site, you can go to period. You know, whatever the website, oh, oh period God. com. I'm not sure what that means, but if you're good with computers, you'll get it. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. It's really period. Period com. Period com. Oh, my God. It's funny how we just all adopted the dot com. Just so fast. Yeah. I wish we would adopt saying things like 2018 instead of 2018. Yeah. Because people in the 1900s would go, it's 19,018. Yeah, it's right. 1,918. It's right, the year 1,000. Right. Like, ugh. It's 1918. It's 2018. Right. That's how, that's how years work. It was it was a little different in like 2003 because 2003 just does sound a little weird. Even though you would say 1903. Yes. Um, 2003, for whatever reason, sounded odd. It sounded weird to us, yeah. But once we got to about 2010, right, that's where it started like, okay, it's, 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 I guess because there's no O. It was like 2010, 2011. I think it's going to shift when we hit 2020 because 2020 is the thing people know as 2020, not yeah. 2020. Sure. It's the year 2020. Right. No, it's, tw- it's 2020. Right. I mean, most people I talk to have switched to 2018, but but there are still some people holding on. Yeah. You live and work with a cooler crowd. <laughs> okay. Maybe so. Maybe I don't know so. if that's true or not. I'm just making probably a younger crowd, but but that, I don't know. That's probably true. All right. Well, that was fun, Frank. Until next time. Cheers. cheers.